Hello and welcome to another Future Chat review. This time around, I'll be reviewing the Samsung Galaxy S7 Edge. This is a phone that's about a year old now, and in fact, the Samsung Galaxy S8 has been announced and it's starting to get sent around. Just a few countries have it. Not sure if it's everywhere yet, but uh, looking forward to reviewing that phone as well. This is a bit of a delayed review, but I still think it's worth doing. And so let's get started. So first of all, the biggest thing that strikes you when you see the Galaxy S7 Edge, specifically that, is that Edge, that's the biggest difference from past phones and, and really from many of the other smartphones you see. Um, for context, my last phone was the iPhone 6, and so I was a little, I was pretty much used to that shape, the kind of rounded shape, but that Edge uh, with the screen kind of flowing off the sides of the phone was actually very nice. It's very appealing, uh, especially coming from the iPhone 6, which is a similar feel, but a very different experience in that the screen stops well before the edge kind of starts to curve away. And that that, that has ends up giving you a nice feeling, uh, especially when you're watching things like video, uh, where the picture tends to almost seem like it's bleeding off the canvas, trying to escape into the real world. And it, it really gives you a, a good perspective on the video you're watching and it makes it feel really immersive. There's there's one downside to the edge screen that I'm gonna talk about a bit later, but in terms of the way it looks, first of all, really, really vibrant OLED screen. I really like that. But uh, yeah, just a really nice experience with that curved screen. Now, the Samsung uh, line of phones, they're generally just, they're very competently made phones. And so I wanna talk a bit about the Samsung batteries and you can't really do that without putting that in perspective with the Samsung Note, uh, the Galaxy Note 7, the issue they had last summer with their with the battery issues, uh, overheating and in some cases exploding, rare cases, but still uh, a recall of that phone. I didn't really hear any stories. There might've been a couple anecdotes of, of phones catching fire and exploding from, from the S7 line, but uh, that was not an issue at all. In general, aside from Note 7, the Samsung and especially the Galaxy line, they have really good battery life. They're, they're competent phones. The battery lasts a day generally, unless you're a very heavy user. For me in particular, um, I do find that iPhones tend to have a little bit longer battery life, mostly just because they use it more efficiently. But I'm also the kind of person that I'm going to go through a battery in less than a day regardless. Like I'm a very heavy user of a phone. And so for me, the Galaxy S7 using it, the battery was a non-issue mostly because I'm used to not getting through a day and anyone like me who does that already has generally a battery pack or somewhere to charge the phone during the day. For instance, if I'm at work and I know that I'm going to be using my phone a lot, my phone's generally plugged in when I'm at my desk. So battery life generally not an issue. In this case, definitely not an issue. Now, in terms of the performance of the S7, this is a kind of a tough one for me. Again, coming from the iPhone, I'm used to a very fluid experience. And so I've tried out my, the Android phone I currently have is the Moto X Play. I've used a number of different Android phones and I always find them kind of lacking, kind of disappointing in performance. And the S7 kind of continues along that line. Disappointing, even though it's a flagship device. It should be, the, the experience you get, in my, in my opinion, with a flagship device it should be fast, first of all, which the S7 is, don't no question. 
but it should be fluid. You should be getting, especially kind of default system animations, you should be getting 60 frames a second all the time. And the iPhone is actually really good. Like Apple engineers are really, really, really good at optimizing animations. So they always run smoothly. Like if there's something not running smoothly with an animation on your iPhone, you immediately think there's something seriously wrong. Whereas when you're on even the S7, when I was, when I was using it for a few weeks, animations weren't like 60 frames a second, fluid, smooth animation wasn't the norm. And I find that a little disconcerting. And yes, most of the things we do performance wise on a smartphone don't require a lot of power. You, you do notice when apps take five seconds to open or seven seconds to open or 10 seconds in the worst possible scenario versus a couple of seconds to open. And, and I did find that kind of along the same lines that the Android phone does tend to take to open the same app. It does take quite a bit longer. Uh, using Pokemon Go as an example, I find that on the iPhone, even an iPhone that's a couple of years old, the Pokemon Go app, it, it's known for taking a while to load. And so if it takes five seconds on an iPhone, it still took 10 or even 15 seconds on an Android phone and even a top of the line Android phone. And I found that a little odd considering all the power that's supposed to go into these multi-core CPUs that are extremely powerful. And, and they do benchmark really well, but I just found comparing the two was very clear that the iPhone had an edge in that kind of optimized performance for the apps it's running and for the services and systems and animations and all that that it's taken care of. It just does it a bit better. The, the camera on the S7 was very good. I didn't find myself taking a lot of pictures with it. I did take video a few times. It, I mean, in 2016, in 2017 now, cameras are all pretty much the same. You can, you can spend seven or $800, $900 on a brand new camera phone and the pictures it takes are going to be good. And that's the case with the S7. I'm sure it's going to be the case with the S8. It's the case with the last couple of generations of iPhone. The pictures are very good. They're almost indistinguishable from DSLRs with certain obvious exceptions, things like low light and such. The photos are very good and they're, they're high resolution, they're crisp, they're clear. The camera on the S7 almost isn't worth talking about just because it is, it's good enough that you just don't have to worry about it. And I guess that that's kind of a compliment, but it sounds weird to that we're at a point now that any camera improvements on the next generation of a phone, on the next iteration, are going to be fine. They're just going to be kind of accepted. The phone's camera is not going to get a lot better because it's already so good. And so the S7 continues along that line. Looking forward to trying the S8. I hear it's, again, kind of a little bit better, but not necessarily noticeable unless you're really paying attention. If you're looking at a picture on Facebook or on Twitter, on the phone especially, uh, you're not going to notice any differences. The, the pictures we look at aren't on billboards these days. So at billboard size, you might notice some pretty big differences in, in photos, but the size we typically will look at them, any smartphone you get in the last couple of years that's not kind of a budget Android phone is going to be very good. And that's the case with this phone as well. Now, one particular issue that I had crop up multiple times during my testing, pretty much any time I was working on doing one single thing with the Galaxy S7 is the one kind of one flaw that I see with the edge to edge screen, especially when the edge kind of curves away. And that's that it's hard to pick up this phone without touching an actual touchable part of the screen. And 
that was a very weird feeling for me because coming from an iPhone where even on the curved screen, you could grab the entire curved part of the iPhone 6 and, and 6S and 7, and you're not interacting with the actual screen itself. But I found on multiple occasions, especially particularly when I was playing video, that grabbing the the S7 from the edges, trying to pick it up without interrupting what I was doing or minimizing the video or going into the app switcher, there's not a lot of room on the phone to be able to grab, to pick it up. You need you need two spots on opposite sides of the phone, whether it be front and back, whether it be top and bottom, whether it be left and right, that you can grab to get leverage to actually pick it up. And I found that often if I was doing that, the only way to avoid interacting with the screen was to grab it, to pinch it kind of right at the top where the camera is, smudging up the camera, first of all, which isn't something the front camera, which isn't something you necessarily want. But that was the only way you could actually pick it up without either pressing one of the software buttons built into the, the bottom of the front of the phone or kind of touching one of the edges and having it either flip to a related YouTube video or having it go into app switching mode, like I mentioned, or having to go back to the home screen. I had that on a number of occasions. And in my testing for this review, I was actually able to recreate it. It didn't happen all the time. And I'm not trying to say that every single time I picked it up, it happened, but I was, once it happened a few times, I was worried about it the entire time. And so I found that I was being very careful picking up this phone. And this, that's not the kind of thing you want. You want, um, obviously a phone is delicate. So you're being careful picking it up, but you're not necessarily being careful about where you're touching it in order to pick it up. You don't want to worry about interrupting a video that you're watching because you're trying to pick up your phone, you're trying to do something else. And I found that was a major problem for me. And again, not the major kind of deal breaking problem. It's just something that I had to be cognizant of the entire time that I was using the phone, especially, like I said, especially watching video, but it did happen sometimes with websites as well, or you're reading and you go to pick up or interact with the device physically in some way. And your finger like nudges the edge of the very edge of the screen. And you kind of jump off to some other part of the page or something like that. Uh, it was very weird and the software buttons being invisible most of the time, the software buttons at the bottom of the phone being invisible, they're off, they're not lit up at the bottom chin of the phone the entire time. And so you end up kind of forgetting about, unless you, unless you completely remember them, you tend to forget they're there and then you'll end up, you grab the phone by that and then activate that button. It, it's a weird experience. And I think the S8 is trying to address that by actually taking the chin all the way down and actually having the buttons the software buttons and the home button itself built into the bottom of the screen. I'm looking forward to seeing how that kind of works because I do see it as a major problem if you're if you're accidentally interacting with the phone when you don't mean to by design. And it kind of seems like the design does lend itself to that. So overall, my experience with the S7 was was good. Like I said, it's it's a modern smartphone. It's it was 2016. It was fast, it had a great camera, it had all day battery life, unless you're a very heavy user like myself, but I'm gonna use, I'm gonna chew through any phone's battery in less than a day. I definitely recommend this phone if you're a fan of Samsung or if you're a fan of customization. I tended to use it more like an iPhone in that I would use apps and I would, I would, I kind of went and looked at themes and that kind of thing. I'd put a few widgets on the home screen, but in general, I tended to use this thing like an iPhone where I would use apps kind of in their sandbox and the way they were meant to be used. I don't get a lot into the Android customization kind of thing. I just find that with the way my life goes, I generally, it's generally not worth it for me to get into that. You can, you can spend a whole bunch of time focusing on customizing Android. But I think one of the reasons that I've chosen iOS over Android is because 
you know, I kind of like the default that they've chosen and I don't think it's worth getting into all the customization time and all the effort you can put in to making things very different. I really like the way stock Android looks. The one thing I will say for Samsung's design in general, the aesthetic of the Samsung skin over Android is that it's gotten a lot better. It's gotten a lot, a lot nicer looking in, uh, in just the way all the design elements work together and work within Android. I'm, I'm used to seeing friends a few years ago with old Samsung phones and you end up seeing like the messages app, for instance, is one I would see a lot where you have these neon greens and oranges and it just, it looked like it was kind of more for a child, like all these bright colors that were seemingly out of place, not to say the bright colors are necessarily a bad thing, because like I said, the, the AMOLED screen of the S7 is beautiful. Like it take advantage of those colors, but the greens and oranges and th those kinds of things that they chose were just kind of, I found odd design choices and they've been getting a lot smarter about that lately. And I'm not sure if that's just because I tend not to use built-in kind of Samsung apps or Motorola apps or whatever it is on the phones, on the Android phones that I've used. I tend to use kind of Google service apps or like the equivalents that Google has versus Samsung ones. But I do find that in general, like even going through the settings menus, things are a lot nicer than they used to be. And I think that's a very positive step. So that's it for the review and look forward soon. Hopefully I'll be able to get my hands on the Galaxy S8. You can head to unwindmedia.com slash future chat for the podcast episodes, as well as future reviews like this. See you next time.